Hello, and welcome to my first podcast, where I hope to broaden people's minds in the subject of intersex and gender. I would like to first explain my story. So, I am intersex and AMAB non-binary gender. So what does that mean, and how did I come up with this, this lingo? I was born in the late 70s and was assigned male as my gender at birth. A-M-A-B, assigned male at birth. This assignment was done in the same way millions of other babies had been done, by looking between my legs and seeing a penis. Honestly, in my mind, that is okay. It gives people a starting point, but it shouldn't lock someone into that gender when more gender-defining traits emerge, both physically and emotionally. I also think that it's okay what some parents are doing nowadays by not assigning any gender at birth. This may also prove to be more difficult than expected in today's social norms, but good for them for making the effort to not add potential confusion later in life if the child finds out that they don't identify with the gender they were, they were assigned at birth. Growing up, I was treated as a typical boy. I wore boy clothes. I had toys for boys. My haircut was out of, as a boy. I say these things because in the 80s, all things were very gender-segregated as either boys or girls. However, I know that I did have some tendencies that were not in the category of boys at that time. I remember a few times where I would do or say something and be told, boys don't do that. For instance, I remember a time when I was very young and I crossed my legs, and I was told, sit with your legs wide apart like a boy. Or another time, uh, I said something to the effect that I love Les Miserables the musical, and I wanted that CD for Christmas. And I was told that that isn't a very manly thing to like musicals, but Santa gave it to me anyway. These are just little things that spoke to my plethora of gendered traits. Now, I am by no means saying that these were actually female or male actions or items. I'm just saying that the ability to, for me to live how I wanted to live was suppressed by my elders by segregating my likes and dislikes as male or female. This is all speaking to my gender, but I also learned a few things as a child about my sex. Now, some of you are thinking, isn't that the same thing? Well, what I hope to get out of this story is that sex and gender can be different. Physically, I constantly had issues with my genitals and breasts for my life. First, I had major issues with the foreskin. I could not pull it back until I was about 12. Now, I know this happens to some people, however, mine was more because uh, the penis was so far inside me that the head rarely came out and it was hard for me to pull it back. So, I should have said before there might be some TMI. Secondly, I have no testicles in my scrotum, but un until I remember when I was about 10 years old when one came down. The doctors told me that undescended testicles happen occasionally and they will work their way down eventually. 
the odd thing is that for me, one would go up and down. Uh, and it's something that, you know, would stay up for some weeks and then come back. And I never mentioned this to the doctor because I just assumed it was normal. It wasn't until my mid-20s, which I'll get to later, where I was told that uh, actually they are not supposed to go up and down, but I didn't know any different. Thirdly, my breasts. Since I was about eight, my breasts hurt like you wouldn't believe. Also, my nipples were inverted. My doctor at the time explained that this was quite normal and that they were just growing pains. I remember going back to my docs many times for chest x-rays, for pain control, and always came up with the same answer. This is just growing pains. In my teens, I had a few broken bones, appendectomy, gallbladder out, medical, other medical stuff that wasn't really related to my gender until I was 20. At 20, I went on a vacation with my grandmother as she wanted to visit her sister who wasn't doing too well. We boarded the plane and I remember thinking that this is going to be an exciting time. I'll have lots of free time to go around the city and explore. The first day I got there, I had this immense pain in my abdomen area and it lasted about two hours. I remember walking alone in the streets thinking that I had a really bad stomach bug, but it went away as fast as it came. That night, about two in, the, two in the morning, I woke up with this incredible pain again. This time, the pain was not going away, and I could barely walk. I ended up throwing up because the pain was so bad and woke up everyone in the house. My great uncle called 911, and the ambulance brought me to the hospital. I remember, giving, uh, I remember getting morphine, and it soothed the, pay fi the pain finally, and it felt so great. However, they still couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. I went through many tests for my stomach issues and the fact that I had no appendix or gallbladder, all that was gone. They couldn't figure out what was wrong. Then I had to pee. So while peeing in this urinal and thinking that they sure don't make these things for people like me with these tiny penises inside my body, I noticed that my testicles were not there. I really didn't think much of it because as I mentioned before, they go up and down. But I mentioned to the doctor the next time, saying, by the way, my testicles are back up again. When the doctor looked at me with his puzzled face, uh, I explained that for me, they go up and down, and it's not really a big deal. He then lightly pressed against, uh, against my stomach, just north of my genitals, and I screamed in pain. In the next 30 minutes, I was being prepped for surgery. I called my parents, who were still at home and now frantic that I was going under the knife for my first archaeectomy. After it was all done, I woke up. I learned that my that testicles are not supposed to go up and down. Uh, but how was I supposed to know? Anyway, the pathology came back and showed that my testicle, in quotes, uh, was underdeveloped and was a quarter size, the typical size of a testicle. It had been cut off from blood and, and it had been cut off from blood and was gangrenous, so they had to remove it. I came up, uh, I came back to my home city a few days later, and with the help from a very good friend at the airlines, hooked me up with a disabled person ticket, and I, the next day I went and saw my family doctor. I asked if there was any follow-up tests that I needed, 
And he said no, that men can live perfectly fine with only one testicle. I was so happy that that was all over. Since then, there was something in the back of my mind thinking that this story wasn't over yet. I met the love of my life a few years later when I was 23. She was amazing and is amazing. And we didn't discuss uh, much about this uh, issue that I was having, other than I did let her know that my testicle was removed. A couple years later, just before we got married, I started to really have problems with my breasts. They had grown quite a bit, and so much so that the stretch marks were showing on the sides. My nipples had become uh, so sensitive, I could only wear shirts which had no writing on the front because the rubbing of any stitching would cause so much pain. After very much resistance on my part, my fiancé uh, convinced me to go see the doctors about this. Again, many tests were ordered, but this time they ordered a hormone panel including prolactin and testosterone. Turned out my prolactin was as high, was in a high range for even a woman and my testosterone was close to zero. I still remember him saying that this could explain much of my past medical history. I remember feeling a sense of relief as well as a, and a sense of anger to why these tests weren't done earlier. However, in all reality, it wouldn't have changed much if these tests were done earlier or whenever. I was then referred to an endocrinologist who was able to explain many things about my condition called hypogonadism, aka low testosterone. He mentioned something about having kids, he mentioned something about sex drive, and in all reality, I didn't care what he was saying, I just wanted this pain in my breast to go away. He started me on testosterone injections. I read about it, learned as much as I could about the, the medication, and also learned how to inject myself. I also learned that I was taking the same drug and dosage as a female to male transition transgender person. The term transgender was new to me at that time, and ended up learning so much more about it. At the time, I didn't even know the term intersex, uh, which is something I learned much later. Then the big blow happened. A few months after I started T, testosterone, I remember that the endocrinologist saying something about having kids or not being able to have kids. So on my next appointment, I made sure to have a semen analysis. I still remember getting the call with the results in my car. The nurse called and said, I have the results and it's good news. And I have found, they found nothing on the slide. When I asked her to clarify, they said that my sperm count was zero. I was so upset and asked her how this could be good news. And they said, they just assumed it was from a vasectomy. Anyway, I hung up the phone and I cried. I was so devastated. We went on to have another child by other means, but that's a different podcast. A few years later went by and I learned more about my condition and started to recap all things in my life medically. I was born with gen genital ambiguity. I was born with undescended testicles, breast issues since puberty, pathology for testicles showed undeveloped testicles, body makes no testosterone, body makes no sperm, countless times where I find myself 
stopping myself from saying something female, I say in quotes, just as I've been taught. Conclusion, I may not be male, and this is worth investigating. I spend much of my spare time learning about transgender and intersex people and confiding, with, confiding with close friends and family. Then, at a doctor's appointment in my 30s, they referred to me as an intersex, and I was blown away. It all made sense. My sex wasn't male or female, but it was somewhere in the middle. I had parts not consistent with male or female, and also my hormone makeup was very different, and some would say unique. This helped me on my gender journey. I learned that gender exists on a spectrum. There is not one specific indicator that defines a man or a woman. Someone could have XY chromosomes and be called a man, but don't produce testosterone. Someone could have all genitals of a typical female, but be XXY. Someone could be born with ambiguous genitals, no testosterone, and tending to female traits, but be raised as a male. To help with the math geeks out there like me, I like to think of things on a bit more of a number scale. So let's put your gender on a finite line. At one end is an absolute male with a score of 0%, and the other end is an absolute female with a score of 100%. Now, I'm not applying that males are zero, uh, just, just hear me out. Then, add a point for all physical characteristics that are female, and subtract a point for all typically male physical characteristics. Do you come up with 100% aka female or 0% aka male, or are you somewhere in the middle? Now, apply the same thing with social and emotional characteristics and see what kind of score you get. Some, most people will not, extreme, will not achieve the extremes of 0 or 100%. In fact, I bet that no one will, ex will achieve 0 or 100%. Most people are probably hovering close to one end or the other. However, like people like me, we hover in the middle. After learning the truth about my gender, I started thinking of myself uh, in a brand new way. When I was 38, I had the other gonad, which was in pain, removed. I easily made that decision to have it removed as it served no purpose. I started referring to things differently, for instance, by calling them gonads instead of testicles. I preferred they, them pronouns instead of he, him. I started to let people know close to me, including siblings, friends, and some coworkers, that I was not male. And I was surprised how many people said they assumed that before I said anything. So, from my story and from the research I've done, I have determined that physically I am intersex person. As for gender, since many of my non-physical traits do hover around the middle of the spectrum, I can certainly say that I don't identify as male. However, I don't really see myself as female, but I, envious, but I am very envious of the female lifestyle as I do tend towards having a female life. Therefore, I'm an intersex person who is assigned male at birth, AM, AB, non-binary.